0: Welcome to Real Talk for Real Teachers. I'm Dr. Becky Bailey, the creator of Conscious Discipline, an expert in child development and education, and a lifelong teacher and learner. For those listening who are not aware of Conscious Discipline, it is a comprehensive, trauma-informed, brain-based, self-regulation program that combines three things, discipline, social-emotional learning, and school culture into one integrated system. Sometimes I like to think of it as a very large comprehensive resiliency program for both adults and children and actually communities. Today we're talking with a K-12 Dean of Students from South Euclid Lindhurst. Now this is a small district consisting of three elementary schools, one intermediate school, that would be grade four, one middle school, which is grades five and six in this school district, one junior high and one high school. Now, being a small school district, the Dean of Students wears many, many hats. Join me to see how this district is weaving conscious discipline district-wide through this position. So, JC, introduce yourself to me and tell me what you do.
1: My name is JC Commander. And I am the K-12 Dean of Students in South euclid Lenhurst Schools. Uh, we're an Outer Ring Suburb of Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Okay. So when you say Dean of Students, you know, I think of like the, the big disciplinarian kind of yeah. guy at the thing, but you do a lot more than that. So yeah. uh, tell me all the different areas you do mm-hmm. and, and how you've kind of interwoven conscious discipline into them.
1: Actually, you know, based on the the, the base definition or m- most people's ideas of what a dean is, I'm, I'm actually not that type of dean. So one of the uh, areas of the school district that I work in are with attendants, specifically kids who are truant. Um, what I'm able to do is go into houses and speak with families specifically about things that are going on, uh, possibly provide resources to them. We do have some out-of-district providers that come into school and help our kids. Um, Obviously in a lot of those conversations, um, I also have conversations with parents about what kids will and won't do for them. So then I'm able to start in with a little bit of the conscious discipline with regard to uh, the powers and getting parents to understand what their powers are and helping them transfer those into skills that they can begin to implement at home. And it's really a good thing because the parents then become online with what's already going on in a lot of our schools. So now the kids are getting the same message on both, both fronts. Yeah, both sides. Now do you
0: ever talk to the kids themselves? Absolutely. And, and what do, do do they tell you why they don't want to go? I mean or or um, can you get that deep with them or
1: I do sometimes. Yeah. Um sometimes with our kids it's uh it, it could be a social issue and meaning uh I mean, we, we, we don't like to throw the word bully around, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a word that's a hot topic right now in mm-hmm. school. So uh, a lot of the kids will say it's bullying. A lot of the kids will say, I just don't like school. And then there are some kids who will specifically identify maybe their teacher as, as a problem area yep. or a concern for them or the lack of relationship with that teacher. Yeah.
0: So, so, so a lot of these are relationship issues. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. So in addition to that kind of truancy, mm-hmm. And I mean, so do you, have you had an effect? Can, can you see that you're making a difference? These kids are going to school a little bit more. I mean, what mm-hmm. is the outcome of all that?
1: So um, case by case basis, um, I, I honestly have not looked at data in terms of, of those kids, even though I still maintain covers with them and I still have standing appointments mm-hmm. with them where I go into the buildings and check on them. Uh, but I can say then in a lot of those cases where... I have had those introductory conversations where I've kind of shared with parents a lot of the skills that we're using mm-hmm. in school or that we're implementing and kind of give them some pointers for some things that they can do at home. Namely, if it's an, if, if it's an issue with getting up and going to school, well to me that speaks routine. Right, Routine is a foundation yeah. of conscious discipline. So getting parents to understand what a routine looks like and kind of showing them to a certain extent, hey, this is probably what a good routine would be. It's a good way to get parents to be a little bit more involved, and it. I don't think any parent does not want their child to be educated. I think sometimes yeah. it's just they feel powerless because they, they have so much other stuff going you on. You bet. It's very you difficult bet. to put things in place and see them through.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, complete sense. Yeah. So what are some of the areas you do then to also, your basketball, your football, I mean <laughs> You're doing a lot of things.
1: Yeah. Well, my boss, my boss gives me a lot of leeway. My boss is very, very, very much pro kid, pro relationship. I think athletics is a very, very good way to get into the relationship area where with it with a child where you have a common interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody wants to be LeBron or everybody wants to be Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. So it's very easy to start there with a lot of kids. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I actually am a football coach in district. Uh, I am now, after doing a year of high school ball in district, I'm now the head middle school football coach. So now I just, I basically have 50 kids who are, for sure, kids that I'm gonna be checking on consistently from their grades to relationships in the household. I've I've made contacts with all of those parents. Some of those cases I've gone into homes. And not just to speak on football, but to speak on, hey, how can we help him be successful overall? So I'm very much interested in the whole kid piece as opposed to what can this kid do for me for two years on of right. the
0: field. Right. So now how did you come to Conscious Discipline? So it, so what I'm seeing is you do a lot of things. You have a big passion, a big heart. Yes. and. And you're, you're kind of weaving yeah. conscious disciplines kind of coming out through you in many different forms.
1: It, it, it is. The kids get agitated at me sometimes when we start study table because I'll start study table with breathing. Yeah. Literally before they open their books or their laptops, I'll say, okay, you know what? Let's, let's do a brain break real quick. Let's get everybody geared up. I said, no, now let's breathe. Okay, now I need you to sit down and let's get to work with whatever the agenda is that I have on the board.
0: So, So how did you get introduced and why were you attracted to the information?
1: Uh, Probably about three or four years ago, uh, I was invited by uh, my principal at the time to go to Houston for CD1. So, it was very cool. Immediately, the the concepts of routine and relationship, just those, those were the two that basically stuck out to me. And and granted, I was there for a whole week, but those were like the two movies that I took back with me. So, what I did was I took that year and I said, okay, I'm gonna try a couple pieces of it because I don't wanna try and do too much and end up not being able to keep the ship afloat. Mm. So I put in a friends and family board, I put in Wish Well, and I put in Greeting. And we rolled with those mm-hmm. for that year. And you know, the friends and family board was probably the biggest hit in the room because whenever certain kids would begin to have issues, I could tap them on the back and say, hey, why don't you take a trip back to the friends and family board? Begin what I would use that as, as I would use it as motivation, because with my kids being a little bit older, I would kind of say to them, hey, that's your why. Mm-hmm. You're in the picture with mom and dad there, that's your why. Yeah. And so that was the way that I was able to convince a lot of the kids to to stay on target or come back, kind of when they're in the weeds, so to speak. Right, yeah. Bring them back onto the path and mm-hmm. be able to finish or, or, or continue whatever we were doing.
0: What is something that, like... You have a story of some kid that you just it just spoke to you and your relationship with that child and you saw a turnaround. Do you have a, a kid that kind of pops in your head about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do have a young gentleman who uh, I had him in fifth grade and I put a ton of time into him. And I put a lot of time into all of my kids. But mm-hmm. I remember with this one specifically, um, his life story, without going into too much detail, mom mom did time and is out now and dad is not around so basically he was raised by grandmother along with his brother and his cousin Mm -hmm. grandmother was doing the best that she could and she asked for help and one of the things that i consistently hammered home with him was and he was able to bring me a friends and family picture so i put the picture up there and i said hey you know t this is your why this is your why we do this every day so whenever you need help just come to me or you can take a trip back to the board I said, let's breathe. And obviously, we we did all the other skills and things, too, that we need that are a key part of consciousness. But with him, it was the breathing, and it was just taking a moment to gather himself. Um, He struggled academically, so there would be times when we'd be doing activities, and I could see him getting worked up. I could see him getting frustrated. I could see him begin to kind of go there, and I could just kind of make eye contact with him it would be very quietly and we have the we have the breathing techniques mm-hmm. so I may very quietly while other kids weren't looking just kind of do this with him mm-hmm. or I may kind of do this and it began to work over the course of the year so he would not blow up he would not explode he would he would literally look at me and and he's now a seventh grader and now I've reconnected with him because now I'm in this different position and he uh, stopped me in the hallway and told me a story uh, uh, a few weeks ago about how he was almost in a confrontation with another student and something told him to take a step back and just breathe. Right,
0: so when he him. told me
1: that, I said, okay, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it. I'm glad. I'm, yeah. I'm glad to you. I'm, I'm really happy.
0: That's so, exciting. Absolutely. So you were sharing um, that you kind of saw there's how many elementary schools uh, in
1: so in, in South Eagle and Hearst, there are three K-3 buildings, one of which houses a preschool for us, and then we have a 4-6 building, but technically the fourth grade functions as its own building, and then 5-6, but they right. share the same structure. And then we have a junior high, which is where our seventh and eighth graders are, and then we have our high school.
0: And you were saying that a, a lot of the K-3 uh, have been... Or pre and the one with the pre K have mm-hmm. been have been implementing conscious oh, yeah. discipline. Oh yeah, and yeah. Y- and you can tell a difference. Can Absolutely. you tell a difference in the kids?
1: Absolutely. I um, we have some very lively characters at the <laughs> buildings, to say the least. Um, I was just and I was actually filling in for at lunch duty for uh, uh, an aide. Had a young man who was having a very difficult time, and uh, so we ended up having to come out of line. He just was having a whole lot of trouble composing himself. We finally we took a step off into the library. I sat him down. I began to immediately wish him well. He kind of calmed down to the point where, you know, we could go back in. And I and one of the things that I I, I verbalized with the kids, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And I said, bro, I'm with you. You ready to go eat? Cause I'm hungry. And it was yeah. So he kind of gathered himself. We went in. He he immediately got upset again when we walked in because then he felt like everyone was staring at him for the yeah. for the explosion he yeah. just had. And the coolest thing happened as I stood there with him holding his hand. Uh, another young man came over to him and gave him a hug without even saying anything. He yeah. just walked over and reached his arms out and hugged him. And I immediately saw, you know, the young man who was upset. He, he immediately kind of,
0: wow. it was yeah. almost
1: like he was like, why are you hugging me? And I knew it and then I kind of said to him, he's hugging you because he wants you to be okay. So it was, that was, that to me was a clear indication that okay, whatever's going on in this building is working.
0: Yes, <laughs> good stuff. Thank you, JC, and thank you for talking with me and thank you for all you're doing. It's, uh, oh, it's yeah.
1: exciting to hear. Oh yeah, it's an honor. It's an honor. This is why we're here. You
0: bet. <laughs> well, thank you, JC. You are certainly making a difference in your community and certainly in talking with us. So what's Becky up to? Well, right now we're putting together some helpful resources for the preschool teachers and parents who are in kind of a lockdown position in China due to the coronavirus. So we're putting our minds together, getting some stuff digitally to those people so they can continue their educational process. And what am I celebrating? Well, we just had or just recently had a successful training in the country of Grenada. Now Grenada had the conscious discipline bus that went from community to community dealing with parents and their zero to three babies would come out to the bus and they would do interactions. And this was part of a larger uh, research study. But now we're celebrating they're moving up to their public school system. So we went out to start working with the teachers as they move conscious discipline into the public schools in Grenada. So a few next steps I want to focus on this time. So we are seeing a number of small districts all over the United States weaving conscious discipline within and throughout all of its programs and functions. So if you just remember, first and foremost, that conscious discipline is a relationship program, our brain is a social brain, and our brain develops through relationships, whether those relationships are healthy or hurtful. So to change brains for optimal learning, we create optimal relationships. So it doesn't matter how you weave this through your district. Whether it's secondary school, it's in the district office, it's through truancy, as JC did. Just keep remembering, as we improve relationships, we improve learning, we improve work efficiency. So until next time, I wish you well. For more episodes of Real Talk with Real Teachers by Dr. Becky Bailey, visit ConsciousDiscipline.com forward slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.